Ortega, author of Ghost Squad. And I'm Kat Cho, author of Wicked Fox, and this is Ride or Die. So it's the end of the year! Yay! We made it. Yay! End of the year, we made it, we're alive, we're still kicking. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I do now? I um, You know how I have that freelance job where I go into an office? Yes. I I, because I think it's because of our conversations. Sometimes when things happen, I sing about it, like in the meetings. And then people are like, it, that's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> not normal to them. Yes, exactly. All our wordies know exactly what it's like to hear us break into song. It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, people who listen to this podcast are like, wait, it is normal. Like, that's all they do. Yeah, it's literally how we exist in this world. Oh, we have a fun new thing, right? Our merch store. Yes, absolutely. We um, So we have a Write or Die merch store. You can actually get to it right from our website. It's right on the menu. It says merch. You can click on it and it'll take you to our Tee Public store. We have stickers. We have t-shirts. We have hoodies. We have sweatshirts. They're really cute. Yeah. We have one with the Write or Die logo. We have one that says word, but if you look closely, it says wordy. So that's like our wordy sweatshirt. And then we have one that has our tagline, which is don't forget to spread the word. And yeah, it's um, it's all up on our website. You can go buy it. The prices are really reasonable and it helps us out if you, you know, if you can't do like Patreon monthly, but you want to support the podcast and send some dollars our way, um, you can do that. Um, <laughs> and you get merch. Yeah. And you get something cute you get in return. super cute. And we already made a couple sales, which is really cool. So thank you, everybody. That's, that's yes, awesome. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that means that people are going to be walking around in like Ride or Die t-shirts. Yes, absolutely. And actually, you can still receive things by Christmas. If you're trying to order things by Christmas, there is a holiday shopping guide on the website. So so for I think December 12th is the last day to order any sort of merch from the store and get it on time. So you have a couple days and then for stickers you have until the 15th. If you're using UPS Ground till the 16th and UPS Air the 18th. So have a lot of options there. So if you want to get a writer in your life, a cool wordy sweatshirt or t-shirt, you can do that. And it has all sorts of stuff. I'm pretty sure that some of the designs even come in like baby clothes. Like you, oh my gosh. <laughs> like you I can, should get one for Lucy. Yes, absolutely. <gasps> you can get onesies and you can get a mug. They're really cute. It's just like a lot of stuff. A phone case, magnets, just we've got it all. Oh. There's even I'm pillows. Legitimately. Oh my gosh, I'm going to the store right now. Wait, I didn't know all this stuff existed. Why have I not like actually searched our own merch store? I'm so bad. It's fine. I mean, there are certain things that like you take care of and certain things that I take care of. But when it comes to like merch and like apparel stuff, because I've done Gift Girl, it's just like naturally easier for me to just take care of that because I know how to do all That's this true. stuff. But yeah, you can even get wall art of some of the designs if you want like a poster that says wordy on it for your office so it's pretty neat yeah so end of the year which is so this is going to be our final episode for 2019 it is our holiday special episode cue holiday appropriate music (laughs) (laughs) royalty free holiday (laughs) but I think that we've talked before about how sometimes when things are winding down, you have a mix of emotions. Absolutely. Like you're trying to look at what you've accomplished in the past and then also at the same time make your plans for the future and also see what people think of you and where are you at and what's your brand like and do you still have friends and how is your (laughs) writing going and have you finished your holiday shopping and should you still exercise? Like really, you know, you're not going to see anyone but family, so maybe you don't have to exercise for the next three weeks. Like how important is that? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of, I was actually talking about it on Twitter today, how the end of the 
year can definitely bring up some bad emotions sometimes too. And especially I think for a lot of people have been talking about it this year. I'm not sure why this year more so than others, but I feel like a lot of people this year have been talking about end of year lists and oh yeah not being upset if your book is not on one of those and how you know it can be hard when you're seeing all these lists come out and you don't see your book so there's just all of these things to sort of contend with this time of year but hopefully this episode is gonna be like a fun safe feel good place for you to sort of hide (laughs) for an hour or so and you can keep listening to it through the holidays if people are pissing you off yes Definitely. And, you know, just remember that we're all blessed to still be here and we can all sort of look forward to 2020, even if 2019 was terrible. Um, I would say it was a mix of things for me. Professionally, it was good, not fantastic. It was good. But I think mental health wise, it was really hard for me this year, which when isn't it hard? (laughs) Really, when you deal with both depression and anxiety at the same time, it's not easy. So but this year was particularly difficult for me. So I'm actually looking forward to a fresh start, even though time is a construct. But (laughs) (laughs) the calendar doesn't actually matter. But you know, it's it's a fun uh, sort of thing for me to to feel to feel like I can start over. I know a lot of people don't like new year's resolutions i love them (laughs) yeah you do clarabelle has actually made me write down not only a new year's resolution list but one of the a list of like the things that you are are afraid to say out loud but because your best friend forces you to write them down on paper (laughs) you can't ignore them one of those lists (laughs) i was actually you know i was going over that list the other day and i was pleasantly surprised that I accomplished a solid two like a solid one third of the of my impossible list that's incredible you see I Mm -hmm. mean and you know that doesn't always happen I have years where a lot of the things on my list happen and years where almost none of them happen this was one of those years where I only think I got like one of the things that I wanted but it was one of the big things which was to sell a graphic novel and and it happened so I was really super happy about that and you know sometimes you have to sort of reassess there are things that I wanted this year that I know I'm no longer rooting for in the immediate future not because it's something that I don't want but it just doesn't make sense for me right now and it's just like a good way to like assess where you are and like things that you might want and the things that might make you happy versus not and I really like looking at the at the postcard whenever I can or the the index card whenever I can I actually lost mine this year and I just found it the other day and I'm very superstitious so I was like this is why none of the things worked out (laughs) because I couldn't find it but yeah I I always I we actually shared this with our with our Patreon with our patrons Poncho does like Poncho yes he writes a blog post yes it is actually Poncho I've seen him type it out it's actually poncho typing and he shared the index card method thread that I made on Twitter uh, I think like two years ago um, where I write down all the things that I'm hoping for and like my goals and like my impossible dreams and just putting them out in the universe and I like writing them as if they have already happened so not like I want this but I'm thankful for this happening okay sort of already putting yourself in the mind space of something like that already happening and being really grateful for it it makes it feel more possible and those kinds of energies I feel like are really good and can make a big difference in your life so I'll share that also like on the write or die twitter I'll just retweet it for anybody who wants to see or and wants to start off their year sort of like with intention and with all of these like goals in mind and some of them should be like self-care related too and things about like gratitude and it shouldn't all be career focused you should have some stuff on that that has to do with taking care of yourself and doing things that make you happy outside of your career too yes agreed 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 uh yeah and I guess I will add to this as that you know I think that sometimes we sometimes the way that we look at the end of the year is that we frame it in a way to make us seem like we've accomplished less because 
we're, you know, we're our own worst enemies. Mm. And something that I've definitely done in the past has been where I, you know, I finished writing a whole book. That's a huge accomplishment, but I will not acknowledge that. I will instead look at the fact that I had a plan to like query agents or something. And I didn't do that yet, even though I finished the whole book, like I did something great. So instead of focusing on the positive thing that I did accomplish, I always focus on the things that I didn't accomplish, which is super unhealthy and really bad for anyone to do. And I think that, you know, if you find yourself doing that at this time of the year, and you know, an example of this, that is for this year itself is that I debuted I freaking debuted this year right yeah and I was literally talking to you about this Clarabelle was the idea that oh how come I haven't done you know xyz business thing that I wanted to do this year and you said you debuted this year and I was like yeah but I also wanted to and you're like "Mm, no you debuted this year (laughs) and it was good it's good to have like a friend who kind of can point that out but even if you don't have a friend try to be your own friend right Mm -hmm. try to kind of you know, sometimes what helps me is to sit down and actually write things down. Right. Yeah. If you're doing the act of doing it, you can't be like, you can't like your 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 hand will get tired. I debuted your this year, but you know, it didn't all happen the way I wanted it to happen. Like you, you can't write that all down. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just too much. So <laughs> it's so it's good and and I think that you know it's baby steps for sure, especially if you're a person who finds it hard to shout about your accolades in public but but if you can't do that in private with just yourself then you're never going to be able to do it in public yeah this is going to be cliche but it's our podcast so we can do whatever we want but (laughs) I do kind of want to spend a couple of minutes before we get into more of the meat of what this episode is supposed to be about uh to kind of just do a little bit of reflection Mm -hmm. and and just say how grateful I am for not only this podcast, but for the community that has slowly risen around it. It's a small but strong and sturdy community. And, <laughs> and it and always sturdy. gives me such joy. Yeah, strong and sturdy, just like us. No, uh, well, we are. I don't know why I said no. <laughs> I'm going to cut this. Editor, cut this. <laughs> what was I saying? You're saying um, you're grateful for I'm the so community. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. A line? Can you feed me my line? No, I'm so grateful for this community. And I will say that, you know, one of the best things about this year, apart from the fact that I debuted, yay, celebration of that, is the fact that sometimes I'll go to a book event and people will come up to me and talk to me about Ride or Die. And it makes me so happy. It, I they'll they'll bring up random stuff that that we said, or they'll like make a joke that's referencing a joke that we made. And I always love it. It makes me so happy. <laughs> it's like we have automatic friends. You know, when when someone comes up to us and references the podcast, I feel so warm and happy, and and I feel so grateful that you guys are allowing us to come into your space and and talk to you about this industry and share. Our stories with you and and have these conversations and and it just makes me really happy and I, I'm just really grateful. I agree. I and you know what's really funny when when I asked Kat to be part of the podcast, the one of the first things that I said is be ready when you go to events because people are going to come up to you about the podcast <laughs> so much. And it's really shocking even when you know it happens but seriously ride or die is one of the things that people ask me and talk to me the most about it's really a nice feeling because this really started as a passion project to help one of my best friends not feel like she was a failure aka you cat <laughs> and to see all of these people to see all of these people sort of uh, rallying around and saying like We've been included in so many lists and like blog posts and articles about like best podcasts for writers. And it's really nice because we don't have like a network behind us. We don't have a studio. We don't have any. The only support we have is you guys, our community and each other. Yeah. You are all we have. You're all we have. (laughs) No, but it's really nice. And it feels really good because this is that this is what the podcast is all about. It's all about building a community and not feeling alone as a writer which can be 
so hard and so disheartening because we already deal with like rejection and disappointments and setbacks and to go through that by yourself is really heartbreaking so I hope that whoever is listening you know that me and Kat are your friends and that we care about your journey and we're super rooting for you and 2020 is going to be so awesome for all of us I can feel it I can feel it I can feel it in my butt (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I agree ditto (laughs) everything but the butt thing why (laughs) I feel it in my stomach I have a very sensitive stomach. And then your butt. <laughs> it's very sensitive to psychic psychic rumblings. Oh, my God. Then you're like che- cheaty. Who? Do you, do you watch A Good Place? Oh, yeah. I'm like cheaty. Yeah. <laughs> For Luceli Luna, ghosts are more than just the family business. Shortly before Halloween, Luceli and her best friend Sid cast a spell that accidentally awakens malicious spirits wreaking havoc throughout St. Augustine. Together, they must join forces with Sid's witch grandmother Babette and her tubby tabby chunk to fight the haunting head-on and reverse the curse to save the town and Lucelli's firefly spirit before it's too late. With the family dynamics of Coco and action-packed adventure of Ghostbusters, Clarabel A. Ortega delivers both a thrillingly spooky and delightfully sweet debut novel with Ghost Squad, coming April 7, 2020 from Scholastic. Pre-order today at buyghostsquad.com. Uh, we have a listener question. Yay! And I am, I'm always excited when we get listener questions. I'm like, yay, audience participation. Yes, I love listener questions. Um, Send us more. Send us questions. Make art of the podcast. Yeah. Do stuff. Yeah. We like that stuff. <laughs> Interact with us. Yeah, we like any listener interaction. Yeah. We're lonely. <laughs> we're sad. Okay. So- <laughs> we're sad. We're lonely. Dear friend. Okay. So this question, this episode is going to be so fun. Yeah. This listener says, I started reading anthologies this year and so many were excellent. For example, my favorite was His Hideous Heart. How does a writer get a story in an anthology? What is the writing, editing, and publishing process for one? Also, if you could organize an anthology, what would you want it to be about? Thanks. And then they signed their name, so I think we're allowed to say it. It's signed Kara or okay. Kara. Kara or Kara. Yeah. So I have never been published in an anthology, but I am going to be part of an anthology. I can't say what it is because it's a secret. But the way that it's happened for me is people reach out. People have reached out to my agent or to me and been like, hey, would Clarabelle be interested in this? And then I sort of like talk it over with my agent because it depends on like publishing schedule and who's a part of the anthology. This past year, I got a lot of requests for being part of anthologies. I want to say like 10 or more. And some of them made sense. Some of them didn't. So, you know, it, it just, it, I think once you get an agent and once you're published too, or if you're writing short stories or sort of in the community, because a lot of anthologies try to get like names that'll be recognizable, which, you know, you have to sort of be published to, to be on that level or people who have some sort of platform. But there are also people who get asked that are like debut and they're new. It's, it's usually like a mixture of people at different Uh, career levels depending on the anthology but for me in my experience it's always been someone approaching us about it and then me and Susie discussing and seeing if we want to throw our hat in because being asked doesn't mean the anthology is going to (laughs) happen usually when they're when they're when they're recruiting authors it's still sort of in the developmental phase of it and they're just getting a list together so that they can then share that with the editors that they pitch to and be like, this person has signed on, etc. Yeah. And most anthologies that I've heard of have mostly decided which authors are going to be a part of before they end up selling. So if you hear about an anthology like has sold, then it probably means that they have everyone they need, uh, which which I guess does seem unfortunate because a lot of times people hear about one. They're like, oh, I'd love to write for the anthology. So that is kind of how that usually happens as far as I've heard. Also, like there are things that do happen in the interim. Like you can sign on for an anthology and then end up actually not doing it. The list that happens 
to go to the editor is not always the final list of people. So there can be like some shifting around and stuff that happens as well. Mm-hmm. I don't have tons of experience with it because I, you know, like I said, I am part of one, but I haven't actually done much except say, yes, I want to be part of it. <laughs> um, but but yeah, that's that's usually how it happens unless you're the person who's putting it together, which is a whole other yeah. really challenging thing. <laughs> Yeah, and and I don't I'm not a part of any anthologies currently, but when I worked in IP, we tossed around the idea of doing an anthology. I had to actually do a lot of research into how to put together a proposal and how to talk to people about it and how to recruit people and when to recruit people, payment structures, all of those fun things. So, uh in general, what we were told was that, you know, in a lot of things that Clarabelle's already said, if you want to sell an anthology, if you want to sell it well, then you have to have people signed up already when you're going out to sell. And actually, they did say you don't have to have everyone signed up, but you should have a good chunk of people. Yeah. And it, it's always better to have the big names that you're going to have signed up first, because then you can sell it based on like this great author that everyone knows about is going to be a part of it. That means my anthology will have an audience because they want to read this this person's short story. So that often happens. The only other type of anthology I've ever heard of happening is the ones where it's part of like a contest or it's part of an organization. So We Need Diverse Books does an anthology every single year, mm-hmm. I believe. Year or twice a year. I don't know how often they do it, but at least yearly. And they they will often approach authors for it. But I do also believe, I, am I wrong to believe that they do a short story competition and then the winner gets their short story in the anthology, correct? I think so. I'm not 100%. I, if, if it's not We Need Diverse Books that does that, there are organizations that do do that. But so there are some places where you enter a short story contest and a lot of times the you know grand prize, if it's not money, it could be being in an anthology or being somehow getting your work published somehow, like in a in a magazine or something like that. So so that does happen. Sometimes there are ways for you to submit your story for things, but oftentimes it's done through some kind of competition or open call that's very reminiscent of being in the slush pile. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, that's how anthologies work that we know of right now. Yes. Oh, and then uh, it they asked us, they asked us if we made an anthology, what would we want to be based on? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think you had some cool ideas. Let's not say because then someone's going to steal the idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give every, I don't want to give away my good ideas. You know, I, I actually <laughs> sometimes I uh, sometimes I think of silly ideas for anthologies, which I'm more than happy to talk about in any public platform. <laughs> Like, uh, sometimes I want to to be, like, framed around some, like, silly TV show or pop culture reference. Like, everyone pick a character from The Simpsons and then tell a story from the point of view of that character. But they cannot be – they have to be in, like, some kind of different world. Like, what if Flanders went to Narnia? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Would that even be an anthology? I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I think these random things. Yeah, you do. But yeah, I do. I have a lot of weird random thoughts. I I don't know. I'm you know I'm not really currently personally in the anthology headspace. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I've I've never really been in that headspace. I guess it just I guess it sort of happens when it happens and. I, I don't think I've ever want to put... It happens to you. It just happens to me. I don't, I don't know that I ever want to put an anthology together. It sounds like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And I'm lazy. <laughs> it does. When you're coordinating an anthology, it is a lot of work because you're coordinating all the authors and then you're kind of editing it. You're editing it yourself. Yeah. So it is a lot. I'm going to pass. <laughs> you're going to pass on <laughs> our Simpsons anthology yeah. idea that I just had? I am. Fine. I'll find someone else. 18 <laughs> year old Goom Myung has a secret. She's a Gumiho, a nine tailed fox who must devour the energy of men in order to survive. Because so few believe in the old tales anymore, and with so many evil men no one will miss, the modern city of Seoul is the perfect place to hide and hunt. Myung's life is upended when she kills a Dokebi, a murderous goblin, to save the life of a human boy. But after Myung saves Jihoon's life, the two develop a tenuous friendship that blooms into romance, 
setting them down a path that will soon force Myung to choose between her immortal life and Jihoon's. Wicked Fox finds inspiration in Korean mythology, culture, and Korean dramas. It's been called a vibrant debut novel that employs the Korean genre's conventions for an utterly original take on the young adult fantasy by Entertainment Weekly, and Fresh and Fast Pace by School Library Journal Review. Wicked Fox is out now from Penguin Random House and is available wherever books are sold. So for this episode, we did an open call. We asked them, we asked wordies if they wanted to send us stories like we did last year. Yes. It was so fun last year's and, and we got a, we got a, a few and we, we chose, I think we chose four. Yes. We have four that we're going to read on the air. Okay. So this person said, hello, Kat and Clarabelle. First, I want to say how happy I am that you both managed to start a Patreon. I've been rooting for Red or Die to reach this milestone, and I'm looking forward to the day I can afford to up my subscription because I really want to support you more. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, now let's see if I can make my story short. I've been on this writing journey for a decade plus. Ooh. I had to take a break. Yeah, right? We, such respect for you. Such mm-hmm. respect. I had to take a break, but when I came back with a fresh story, I was excited about a renewed dream to get published, but I was back at square zero. I had writer friendlies, but no critique partner, no writing team group online or in real life. Then I started listening to Write or Die in fall 2018, and I binge listened to the backlog. When I got to the episodes with Kat, I knew I would remain a sub forever. Oh, I feel so just warm and fuzzies. <laughs> Your banter and chemistry as friends kept me company on my work commute when I struggled with loneliness on this writing journey. I feel like you're my faraway writing buddies who take the edge off my darkest days of depression. Aww. I hope Writer Die will continue to grow despite challenges because I am aware it's not easy to create content regularly. When things get hard, I hope you will remember that you literally help some listeners stay sane on their writing t- for publication journey. Much love and best wishes to you both for the new year 2020. Oh, man. I'm like misty eyed. That so was emotional. very sweet. That's so cool. And like, I'm, I'm really happy that it's helping people. I'm not happy that you have to go through all of this crap because it sucks. But at yeah. least like we can do our small part to help it feel a little less lonely and terrible and yeah I was hoping that that's what would happen when you came onto the podcast for it to feel like whoever was listening was just the third friend who was hanging out with us and yeah it feels like it's working yeah I'm so happy yeah I I honestly I I had my reservations about if we were able to do this very regularly just because we aren't, it's not just the two of us, we're interviewing other people. And so we have multiple different schedules to coordinate. But every time I hear something like this, it's, it's reassuring to me that it's totally worth it. I'm so happy to be a part of this. And honestly, I, I feel you because, because I, when I first got into the publishing industry, also very much listened to podcasts. It was how I learned about a lot of the things that I talk about to this day. I yeah, I learned about submission from from publishing crawl. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and like I think it's cool because when I was first starting, I loved podcasts so much because that's what I listened to in order to feel like. I was actually part of this whole thing. And I listened to like a whole bunch of different podcasts. I listened to Pub Crawl. I listened to Writing Excuses. There was this other podcast that I listened to that I don't think they make anymore where it was just literally this one woman who you would send her your query letter and she would dissect it like a query letter each podcast and like say like why it was working and like why it wasn't (laughs) and sometimes she had she interviewed like industry professionals and it was so helpful for me as someone who didn't know anything about publishing podcasts really helped me to feel less alone so to know that people are feeling less alone and getting information and sort of like inspiration and being able to continue because of the things that we're saying and doing it means a lot and like we're really grateful for all the listeners that was a really great email (laughs) yeah i i I love it so much also since we're talking about podcasts so much i do want to say that you know there are some great ones out there that i want to give a shout out to one of 
one of the ones I started, I listened to from the beginning of my writing journey was 88 Cups of Tea. So wonderful. It's also a interview format with storytellers and Yin, who hosts it, is a delight of a human being. So I love that one a lot. And then we had Sarah Ennie on this podcast. She does First Draft and she's delightful. Listening to Sarah's podcast is like listening to soothing, like a soothing, calming, like person talking to you. It's like there, it's like therapy for me because I feel so calm whenever I listen to her talk. It makes me just so soothed in my soul. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That's a really good one. I also want to shout out the Right Type podcast because it's specifically marginalized writers and I I think it should get a lot of support. It's a newer podcast. Um, so if you guys want to listen to that, I'm just pulling up the um, – they're actually on Spotify. So it's just okay. the right type. So you should all check that out. It's really cool. And, yeah, more yeah. podcasts and, and more podcasts by more people podcasts. of color because there's not enough. <laughs> yes, for sure. I mean, Minorities in Publishing, That was that's an OG that from when I – first started listening to publishing podcasts too that one's a good one all right so let's do the next one so we have uh one from one of our uh wordies on patreon kara kara says in the episode with lee bardugo hearing you talk about shitty and terrible first drafts really helped overcome the writing block i've had with my dissertation it also gave me the courage to try NaNoWriMo for the first time. I'm finding that writing every day for NaNo is motivating me to write daily for my dissertation and I'm happy with what I'm getting out on the page, no matter how wonky it reads. It's such a mood. Um, so when I finish <laughs> and defend the damn thing in June 2020, I'll have to thank both you and Sancta Lee in the acknowledgments. <laughs> if you oh do, I want, to, I want to see that. And I love calling Lee yeah. Sancta Lee. That might be better than El Bardugo, which is my all-time favorite thing that she says about her name, El Bardugo. Um, She's like, (laughs) that's my favorite thing in the world. It's so good. I was so happy when she did it on our podcast. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, honestly, I I, I do think about that sometimes. You know, we we mostly talk about long-form fiction, right? But a writer is a writer, no Mm -hmm. matter what. I did a school visit the other day. I was telling you this, Clarabelle, because I saw you right after. But... It was really fun to talk to these kids and let them know that storytellers exist in so many different mediums. And as soon as I told them I had a friend who wrote for video games, they immediately were like, oh, now we're going to listen to you. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's so fun to realize how many things you can do with this skill because I think even before we even get into it, just to write our fiction novels, we think, oh, is it worth it? Are people going to care? But then once you're in it, you're like, yeah, they want your books. They also want your novellas. They want your podcast. They want your graphic novels. They want your video game ideas. They want all of this stuff from you. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun. So I love hearing that people are getting writing inspiration from our podcast for things for any type of writing, for every type of format. It makes me really happy. Yeah, it is. And all all sorts of writing counts, like like you said. For anyone who follows me on social media, you know, I started Finish Your Book Fall. And people kept asking, like, I'm doing a term paper. I'm writing a short story. Like, does that count? And it's absolutely yes. Like, we t- like you said, we talk a lot about like the mechanics of like novels and stuff, but if you're any kind of writer, then this is like a safe space for you. And if anything that we say helps you in any way, then that's great. And we're here to encourage everyone who's writing, every single person, unless you're mean, then we don't want you to listen. Oh, actually, the podcast doesn't yeah. work in their homes. We put a hex on it. Yeah. And we talked to Steve Jobs. I summoned him with my Ouija board. And told him, make sure <laughs> that Ride or Die doesn't get into the home of mean people. And he was like, sure, Clarabelle, because we're on a first name basis. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, Steve. And he's like, yeah, Clarabelle. <laughs> What's up? I actually call him but SJ, but it's fine. It's it's <laughs> only his really close friends know that. Yeah. So, sorry. I'm only, I'm only light acquaintances with him. Well, we have the same birthday, so we're basically twins except he's really ghost. Mm-hmm. oh wow is he gonna be in ghost squad um i don't know 
You'll have to read to find out. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, let me just, let's read the next email. <laughs> okay. Okay. The next email. It's called How Write or Die Helped My Writing Journey. So cute. I love that it has this. I know. It's, it's like a, a good title. Official subject line. It's like an essay. Like, it's so cute. Okay. Go on. I'm sorry. It makes me so happy. Yes. <laughs> Carl, I'm reading. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Hi, Carl. And another thing. Just kidding. Carl! <laughs> Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Go. Are you really? Yes, yes, I promise. Okay. So, <laughs> email. Hi, Clarabelle and Kat. Thanks for asking this question. And thank you for just being there, putting out this beautiful, honest, compassionate podcast. I started listening to you shortly after I got my agent. I queried for more than 20 years. Oh, respect. So much respect it's for you. Wild. And I got my agent on my 11th book. I went on submission naively thinking my biggest hurdle was past me. So I started listening to you in a period of excitement and anticipation. Your title is the first thing that helped me in my journey because I felt the same way, that I must write or die. So I always felt a, a jolt of joy when I say your title in my feed. Uh, when I saw your title in my feed. Later, when book 11 kept getting passes and I was working on book 12, your interviews about the long road to publishing gave me hope. When my 11th book wasn't sold, hearing your own stories of despair helped me carry on because I knew I wasn't alone, even while it sometimes felt like every writer I knew had a book deal. Now my 12th book has been on submission a long time, and I'm a year into 13th book. These days, I have less time to write, so I have to wait till my kids are in bed at night, and I often feel exhausted and hopeless when I sit down in front of the computer. It's harder to pull up the joy, but then I listen to your show on my commute to work, and you remind me that all is not lost. That books can take years to find a home, that it's okay to take breaks from publishing news, and that sometimes I'm going and that someday I'm going to sell my book, and that other writers, even virtual strangers like you guys, who don't even know me, care about my journey. Thank you, Kat and Clarabelle, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for all you do. It means more than you can even know. Your devoted listener. Bro. So amazing. So many years trying to get published. You are a champion. Like you are yes and you know you know how I know that you're going to find some type of success and and success means many different things to many different people but I know that you're going to be okay because you have the perseverance and like the that mindset that your art is worth it to spend time on even mm -hmm. if you don't have as much time now to spend on it or even if you have to wait until your kids go to bed and as long as that's something that you can do and you're willing to do and that you're passionate about then I think that you're gonna that you're gonna do great because that's a huge part of publishing yeah perseverance is I would say it's the number one thing because as long as you keep going eventually something is gonna work out like it, it it's it might not work out the way that you expected it to but sooner or later something is going to hit and also like parents parents who write and work holy moly like really it's got to be so difficult to do all of that at yeah. the same time and the fact that you've been you know you queried for 20 years and now you're trying to sell your book we are rooting for you please please let us know when your book sells not if it's going to please let us know when it happens i'm personally invested in this journey I'm very invested. <laughs> and um and i and we want to support you so much so yeah let us know when it sells so we can give you a shout out and give your book a shout out on write or die and tell everyone to buy it um you deserve yes for sure buy the prerequisite 20 write or die <laughs> copies uh, yeah no i i i just i really really um so grateful about everyone always willing to tell their stories to us because it is a personal thing, right? It's, it's such a personal th thing that you're going through writing these stories and trying to get them out there and, and rejection is really personal. I, I feel, I feel like very honored that people trust us with these stories and are willing to tell it to us and have it be on our podcast. It makes it feel the more like a family, you know? Yeah. And so I like that a lot. Also, I love that she loved the title of the podcast Me because too. I still remember. I remember the day 
you thought of this title <laughs> and we were in our we were in our g chat and you were you had you were like what about this what about this and then you went away and you came back and you're like i have it i have everything i have a logo it's gonna be called write or die we're gonna use emoji it's gonna be this 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 and you're just like it is it's 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 the end we've done it and, and you're so excited about it and i was like laughing so hard yes. because yeah I, I love the name and like I, I've talked about I maybe talked about this in the really early episodes I'm not even sure if I ever have but the reason the name is so important and special to me is because like almost everything in my life that I do it's inspired by hip-hop so if you listen to the music you know there's a trope of the ride or die so ride as in like in a car but it's like the person who sticks by you no matter what so right or die is definitely a play on that and definitely derives from my love of hip-hop because I'm a huge hip-hop head and I've always talked about how writing for me and my career has been modeled after these people that I admire in the hip-hop game and how a lot of it is about perseverance and about like rising above when people tell you that you can't that's such a huge that's such a huge theme in all in all of hip hop music and in the rise of hip hop music. And that's why rap started in the first place, you know, um, just trying to make something beautiful out of nothing where people told you that you couldn't. So that's really the the meaning behind the 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 title, not just like an homage to hip hop, but also sort of the rising from the ashes that comes from when people tell you no and that you can't because you can uh, what people say to you doesn't matter. It, it's what's in your heart. So yeah, that's awesome that uh, people are responding to the name makes me really happy. Yep, for sure. Cool. Want to read our final, our final one? Yes, I will read it. Um, okay. I'm not sure if they want us to say their name, so I'm just not going to say it. Hi. Hi, Clarabelle and Kat. Not sure if it's too late to send this in, but I thought I'd write you anyway. It's not too late. We're reading it on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Ride or Die has been such a fantastic source of comfort, information, and inspiration in my writing life over the past year. I am so grateful for how candid you and other authors who have had bumpy journeys to publication are. As it's the first podcast I've listened to that has really focused on the wild disparity of experience authors can go through when they try to get their books out into the world. I wrote two manuscripts over four years that were shelved, and there were times I wanted to give up on my third. I didn't think I could handle going on sub and getting rejected again. I got an edit letter from my agent on my third manuscript that basically led me to starting from scratch and rewriting the whole thing earlier this year. That has got to be really tough. I have been there. Um, yeah. Just before mm -hmm. I went back on sub in August, I got the writer tattoo of my dreams. Oh, they sent it. I can't wait to see it. And oh, really? To keep myself accountable, no matter what happened, I knew I couldn't quit. The stories and the writers you feature on your show were a huge part of what kept me going i'm so glad i did because now my third manuscript has become my debut novel yay Woo! like clockwork is going to be out in the u.s oh so everyone's gonna know who it is so i can say their name um like clockwork is going to be out in the u.s and countries all over the world in 2021 amazing and as much as it has been a whirlwind of information and new experiences i was better prepared for everything that came next because of the information you have provided on write or die seriously thank you all Thank you for all you do, for the way you feature author who authors whose stories are unconventional, and particularly the way you highlight marginalized voices. Your podcast is one of my favorites, and I'm so happy to be part of the Wordy community. All the best, Emmy, Amy Suter Clark? I think that's how you say her yeah, name. Yeah, that's how I say it. Amy um, Suter-Clark. Amy yeah. Suter-Clark. Yay, Amy! You're the best, and Yay. her tattoo is so cool. Um, it's I so wrote, cool. it says, I wrote my way out, which is incredible. And um, I'll ask if yes, it's okay for us to put it on the Instagram so everyone can see it. But thank you so much, Amy. Oh, Poncho is flipping out. Hold on. Poncho is excited for Amy as well. Yeah, he saw the tattoo and he was just like, <laughs> holy crap. Yes, let's get it. I love that. You know, I what I like. I, I, I like a different thing about each of these emails. I feel like I'm writing a dissertation. What this email represents is, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I, you know, the fact that she pointed out that our focus is to show the wild disparity in experiences in publishing is what Write or Die was started for, yeah, right? Yeah. It, to show the struggle bus that is publishing and that no one's journey is the standard and no one's journey is 
the average and that we are all struggling together as a family, as a sad, sad family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's really incredible. Um, like we keep saying, like the community around this podcast is so great and it's so supportive. We just really appreciative of all of you guys. And this podcast is made for us to help others, but it's also helping us because... I know for me, it's been really nice to be able to talk about things in sort of like a longer form format because Twitter can be really toxic and people can take things out of context because you're not able to explain yourself the same way that you can if you're sort of speaking and people can hear your voice. It's been great sort of bouncing ideas off of you and hearing stories of people, hearing stories of us helping people just make it and like look at like someone's actually getting published and we help them to not lose hope and give them information that's incredible like what more can you ask for that's what we're put on this planet for to help each other um to make it easier for one another so i'm 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 so happy that this podcast is giving us the vehicle um in which to do that and we hope to be around for many more years and bring you other fun super fun projects as well so thank you guys yeah I, th- I think, you know, what this podcast did for me was to open up my eyes to the facts, like I was saying before, to the fact that, you know, we're, we shouldn't be limited to any one medium or format, that we can have conversations in other places and we can create in other ways. And we always say it, you should find other creative outlets for yourself outside of just your writing. And I had heard that for years and years before I ever did it myself. And, and you know, I would say that the podcast, And I do have a YouTube channel, but I would say the podcast is pretty much one of the most consistent creative outlets that I have had over the past year plus that I genuinely can say has added, has been a positive addition to my life and has been really good for me, both as a creator, but also as a person, like it's been really good for my mental health to be able to hash these things out. And, and you've heard before we've had conversations where I'm like, well, I think this is the case. And Clarabelle's like, oh, okay. Or have you thought of this? And then in the, in the podcast, I go, oh, you know what? I didn't, but I'm glad that I heard that. And now I can see it this way too. And it's, it's, it's not scripted or fake. I'm legitimately learning along with you guys yeah. in the moment. So it's, it's great. It's, I, and I love being able to share that too, because I don't want it to be a scripted, we're perfect. We know everything about everything because we don't. And, and that's not who we are. It's not how we've ever tried to present ourselves. So it's really just us being ourselves with you. Yeah, we we're really dumb still, both of us. Like, there's so much we don't know. We're dizzy bitches on the regular, and you, we've learned we learned a lot along the way. And whatever things we learn, we're sharing with you guys. And I'm sure there are a lot of things that we think we know right now that will change with time because that's how publishing is. Yep. But it's it's a big journey together. And I think there's a lot of power in information as well, because there's a big lack of transparency um, in a lot of areas of publishing, which is another important reason for us to talk about it. So when we share information with each other, it helps us to not get taken advantage of. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's really important because sometimes it can feel like. I don't know what I'm allowed to say because I might get in trouble type of situation. Like, am I allowed to talk about this stuff? And am I going to be sort of like looked down upon if I talk about it? So when we're being open about stuff and talking about it, it normalizes it so that if, because if we're all talking about things, there's nothing that, you know, the machine of publishing can do about it. We we need to communicate with each other and be open and it helps to keep us stronger and keep the community safe. Um, and keep new writers um, safe as well so they don't get taken advantage of either. Um, all of that stuff is really important to us. So, yeah, I think Ride or Die is a great vehicle for that. Yeah. And and we always like hearing from you guys. You know, we did this open call to ask for stories, but our DMs are always open. You can always contact us on the contact form on our website, through our Patreon, through Twitter, through our Facebook page. We always like to hear from you guys. We always like to hear feedback and we have utilized some of that feedback for the podcast. And I think it only makes it stronger, only makes it better because it's kind of the community is, you know, helping us make a better product or a product, a better 
platform. A better (laughs) podcast. It's a podcast. (laughs) Better podcast for you. (laughs) Brought to you by my mistakes. (laughs) Brought to you by our mistakes. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, everybody who listened in 2019. That was definitely the first time I ever said that. um, And I didn't mess up the first two times. (laughs) We really appreciate you guys. And we hope to see even more of you in 2020 don't forget if you want to support us um, there are several ways that you can do that you can rate and review on itunes or any uh place that you listen to your podcasts also definitely subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts and if you want to follow us on social media we are right or die pod on twitter and right or die podcast on instagram And if you got some extra coins and you like our content, then we do have a Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com backslash ride or die podcast and check out all the cool bonuses we have for you guys there. Yes, absolutely. We have, you can start as low as $1 a month, but of course you do not have to give us money. Ride or die will always be free, but if you do have some extra money and you want to support us, then that would be awesome. Yeah. And if you want to support us and also read us in long form fiction <laughs> then we have books we do have books <laughs> my book my we got books we got we got books we got podcasts we got twitter threads my, my book wicked fox based on korean mythology is out now from penguin random house and the sequel vicious spirits is coming out august 18th 2020 so you can pre-order that now wherever books are sold yay uh, my book ghost squad comes out april 7th 2020 and it's about a little girl who lives in a haunted house and then she raises some evil spirits and she's got to send them back and it's spooky and fun and coco meets stranger things and everybody go pre-order it so i'm not poor and um you can pre-order that and there's at, a little cat named chunk there's a fat cat named chunk yes um she's chunk and you can pre-order that at buyghostsquad.com and i also have a graphic novel coming in 2022 which is tentatively titled risos right now and you can add that on goodreads at Tiso's graphic novel. Yay! So yes, we are excited to come back in 2020 and see everybody. Yes, and talk to you more. Yeah, we are gonna miss you guys, but we are we'll be on social media and you can talk to us there, and we'll see you in the new year. We hope that yep. the end of your year is peaceful, productive if you want it to be, restful if you need it to be, and we hope that the new year brings you lots of wonderful blessings. Thanks again for supporting us. Yeah. Thank Bye. you guys. We love you. Bye. And, and look out for our line of pens. It depends. Coming in 2020. <laughs> no, it's never happening. It's never- I'm going to do no, it. It's, never <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Red or Die. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a review, and while you're at it, be sure to pick up Wicked Fox by me, Cat Cho, and Ghost Squad by Clarabel A. Ortega. See you next time, Wordies. And don't forget to spread the word.